last time on Join the Party. Uh, nothing really. Oh, okay, fine. A lot happened. Ant-Min flexed her mob muscle and threatened everything the LT3 held dear. Val watched their dog friends, their jobs, and their favorite music venue get taken away. Kilanova had the Thornhill neighborhood smashed up by a super-powered vape-wielding greaser, and Preserver had her interview-slash-will-they-or-won't-they date with Tegan Murphy blown up by a rocket-launcher-wielding salimony. But the LT3 doesn't take that laying down, no! Kilanova cleaned the clock of Cottonmouth, Preserver outwitted Salamone and threw herself off a building, but like in a good way how she didn't actually get hurt, and Val and their mom had a heart-to-heart about courage and fear as Ant-Min menaced them from afar. Whew, okay, a lot did happen. Let me catch my breath for a second. Oh, who knows what's gonna happen next? Let's get the party started. I know that I just did a last time on, but now here's a artistic last time on. There's like three different comic book panels. Uh, one Milo in your Kilanova garb, drinking at Astros <laughs> with tons of hipsters and your friends surrounding you. Like blue dappled lights over Aggie in her preserver costume driving so i lo- i just like the idea of someone having to draw preserver with her big hat with a seatbelt on yeah yeah <laughs> gotta remove the headrest sometimes yeah and uh tegan like still animatedly explaining like how wild what just happened was and then uh val dressed just as val sitting on their mom's kitchen chairs with their elbows on their knees and val's mom sitting next to them, maybe knitting something with this ice blue Tommy gun also resting on her lap. You know, when you when you frame it like that, I really think Milo kind of came out the best out of all these situations. <laughs> I think Aggie checks social media once per night of just the three of us, as she is wont to do, and sees Milo's night and is like, what the fuck? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, let's round this up, Brandon. I'll just ask you about what kind of a hangover Milo has in the morning. But uh, <laughs> yeah, is there anything Aggie and Val want to mop up here? Oh, uh, yeah. My, mine is going to be like a serious conversation with my mother. So I think your mother puts down her knitting for a second and says, They don't have great, you know, like Italian olive skin yarn at Joanne Fabrics. I've been asking mm. them for a while, and, you know, it, I mean, it needs to be different because, you know, they have plenty of pinks, and uh, mm. whatever areola, whatever type of areola you have, I have pinks for that. <laughs> uh-huh. So. Uh, did, you, did you try the, the rumple still skin yarns? Because maybe they would do, like, a custom blend for you? Oh, you know, I don't, I don't have the time to special order yarn. I wouldn't even know I'm how to start. Just saying, they probably would have it if you if you listen, mom. Can we talk about something serious for a second? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. As she puts down both her knitting and the Tommy gun on the ground, 
And she gets up and, and starts to to move her chair back to the table. She says, oh, did, uh, did Min end with something like, oh, you're gonna, you're, oh, you're gonna look over your shoulder for the rest of your life. Congratulations. Good luck. Yeah, it was something like that. Oh, she should have said that. That would have been a good line. Yeah, mom, you, you, you got it better than her, to be quite honest. Absolutely. Um, listen, I don't do a lot of apologizing for things because I am the kind of person who just kind of does things mm-hmm. <laughs> and then feels pretty confident about those decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I think I didn't realize like until right now that when like, I think I didn't realize until like right now that you've probably been through all this before and not because like people were looking out for you but rather because they wanted to keep you in the dark and that that's bullshit mom i shouldn't have done that to you so i'm sorry thank you i i appreciate that uh no i don't want to be like dad good agreed yeah, she does the side of the cross. She does the side of the cross. Says, absolutely, yeah, for absolutely. Um, I told you not to get involved, and you didn't. That's what it seems like. I could have told you. I could have helped you along the way. Maybe given you a little bit more experience. You wouldn't have had to do this by yourself. But I think part of the thing about being a parent and also giving superpowers to someone who didn't ask for it in the first place is that you got to hope that the things you did before will help that. So you did the right thing. So make it easier on yourself next time. Yeah. Well, I did the right thing because I was raised right. Mm. Oh, uh, you know what your mom likes to hear. I love that. It was so good. Thank you. Hey, here's a here's a question that my mother probably won't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get the the weird science gun from? I, you know, every, hmm? you know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted two answers, I could tell you where you need to get one if you do want one, but I feel like you don't. Because I don't have big punchy fists, or I can tell you generally the reason why I would need one. And so, which answer are you looking for? I mean, to be quite honest, Mom, a little bit of both. You know, when you need to defend. No, I don't know. That is why I am asking. When you need to defend yourself, you get your hands on the stuff that's around, and people in the neighborhood know where to get them. So, I got one, and I'm a pretty alright shot. There's a lot of. Um, frozen cans and pop bottles in the woods that would say watch out for your mom (laughs) (laughs) it's really fucking cute ma the the only reason i am concerned i am not concerned with you trying to defend yourself because i know the the lifestyle that you come from sure the only reason i'm concerned is because i'm pretty sure ant-man is dealing in the same type of firearm or i guess in this case ice arm yeah and that causes me some alarm. No, yeah, no, I understand. I feel like once it's out there, you know, 
I can't stop her. I just need to work with what's out there. Unfortunately, the other thing about putting expectations on someone who didn't ask for them, it's not my problem. I can't deal with the expectations you do. So if you feel like shutting that down, cool. I gotta, I have a, you know, I can't, I don't have the answer to that one. All right, well, I'll, I'll take that as your blessing, I guess. If it's not my, it's not my job to figure it out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. It's yours. But at the same time, it's... I'm happy there's a hero police in the streets of Little Italy. That's very sweet, Ma. I say sweet things. <laughs> also, uh, I, I need you to know. Uh, I brought you into this world, and I can take you out of it. <laughs> You know what? That's fair. Uh, I'm going to go to Rumpelstiltskin's uh, yarns and I'm going to see if I can get you that custom olive skin blend of uh, of yarn. How about that? That's a, Oh, you know, I have a, I have a comparison swatch. And she goes like into her into her library and pulls out like the most vintage Playboys you've ever seen. Oh, no, Ma. Ma, please. <laughs> please can no. you look like uh, Miss January 1976? Ma, please, I beg of you. Okay. Please don't do this. Fine, I'll, I'll take photos and send them to your phone. Great. Just zoom in very, 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 very close so I have to see no details. No, that's fine. There'll be a little bit of pink in what this in the skin I'm looking Jesus for. Jesus H. Christ. Wow. <laughs> Je- listen, Mary, sex positive. No one will tell you that. No one is saying that Mary wasn't sex positive. <laughs> Both Marys are extremely sex positive. Oh, all right, Aggie. So you were driving uh, Tegan home. I think uh, Tegan has a place in Lake Town City. I think that Tegan is like a reporter at large covering Lake Town City stuff. So they have an apartment in New York City, but I'm sure that they have one in LTC as well. Probably like in a hip neighborhood, but a bad apartment right. in Thornhill. So you you pull up in front of, you know, like a building that looks really hip on the outside, but probably has like really no heat in December. And like particle board furniture, uh, I can sense it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it came with furniture inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tegan says when you pull up, me like, oh yeah, hey, uh, yeah, this is where I need to, uh, I need to get off. Um, thank you. I, I didn't think superheroes could drive. Yeah, they don't really show that in comic books. That's true. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like other than Batman, I wouldn't have know who can drive. Like can the fly? You wouldn't need to know how to drive if you you could run fast. The um the 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 lady archer from the queer Hawkeye um series drives um and it's it's nice. Oh yeah, I gotta pick that up. Um, Spider Man takes the subway. I mean, like yeah, he can't drive. Right, but he lives in New York City and he he doesn't drive. That's also New York City bias to me. I just assume no one drives. Like if you drive, it is a superpower. <laughs> so this all makes sense to me. Honestly, I'm talking too much. Am I in shock? I'm talking too much. <laughs> we we talked about it. You know what to do. Little snack, some water, put another snack by the bed, uh, uh, go to sleep right away and plan to be asleep for a long time. Absolutely. Okay. I got it. Thank you, preserver. Um, okay. I'm going to... Just preserving your safety. I'm trying things oh out. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's good. That's good. Um, listen, if you need me to be Lois Lane... Nope. I'm in shock. Oh, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to roll to see if the door is locked. 
I rolled a 16. What I want is for the door to be locked. So the door is locked. And so <laughs> Tegan's like- trying to open the door like a raccoon stuck in a garage. <laughs> like, let, let me out. I'm like, Mix Murphy, Mix Murphy. Okay, yes. Just one second. Press unlock. Have a great night. It was a pleasure to um, be interviewed by you and not get you hurt in an explosion. Now Tegan is still talking to you, but is trying to do it while going to their door. So it's like, oh yeah, I'll send you door slam. When the article comes out, I'll email you. (laughs) With like keys coming out. Be like, okay, I'll see you you around. And then the door closes. Incredible. (laughs) So yeah, there you go. So now you've checked social media if you'd like. Yeah, I think Aggie will just kind of pull to the end of the block and park safely with uh, her hazards on. And then just like, completely collapse and like head to the steering wheel like oh my god what just happened over the last few hours um and this is definitely where i will check my texts and then also social media to see what the others were up to um in case there is like a you know something immediate that i need to do and see fucking kilanova's photos and be like what the fuck maybe he sent you a couple drug texts who can say oh <laughs> uh, yeah you see you see a bunch of photos of Kilanova, both of the fight and then of drinking at astros actually there's a lot of bowling photos milo gets better at bowling when he drinks it's weird uh, absolutely uh that's why uh apple is trying to take drinks away from you because uh, they know that <laughs> when, when you drink apple tries to make you sober is there a shot of the ghost hand coming out of Kilanova's <laughs> chest with the bowling ball five thousand percent yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> yeah. You also see a few of you. Like, they're not as pretty, but they're definitely, like, someone dropped their phone and it was trying to record it. So it looks pretty epic as well. Your Instagram, the LT3 Instagram, has pulled a lot of these together. There was one Kilanova one, and there was one of uh, Preserver saving everyone. So it seems like Carmen has been uh, working overtime to make sure y'all look good. Uh, there was also, you can scroll back and you see that Maybe if you pop over to Reddit, you see that like those Reddit threads that just take screenshots from Tumblr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's maybe like our LTC Tumblr. Oh, the ones of the fashionistas and the queer Italian folk who love Volcani so much. That's also getting uh, reshared a lot. So now it's like on a bunch of different. It's like screenshot of Twitter, which was a screenshot yeah, yeah, yeah. of Tumblr, which is now on Reddit. So now Volcani's getting some things are getting stirred up around there. Oh, hell yeah. Cool. I think Carmen sent me up with uh, like a and save searches so mm-hmm. I, I can kind of flip through those in a way I wasn't able to before. Yeah. you Y'all did good in the, the last thing. It could have went a lot worse. Especially there's like some people also t- were talking about like Cottonmouth destroying other places in Thornhill. Like a cupcake place like had their whole Rip. bakery area like fucked up. Like a, a flower shop that only sells pothos, also had all of their plants destroyed. So Cottonmouth, although Kilanova kicked the shit out of them, uh, vaping Cottonmouth, uh, the greaser, was definitely someone who was not fun to be around. Aggie also looks in her back seat and realizes that the Air Jordans have been under her seat the whole time, and <laughs> plonks her head on the steering wheel again because that jump distance being doubled would have been really helpful. So she immediately switches over. Wonderful, good, yeah, smart, like a good pair of sneakers. They fit with whatever outfit you're you're wearing. Nice. <laughs> Aggie, as you're about to start the car to drive home, you get a text uh, from Emily Slaughter, uh, who says, <sighs> "Oh, hey." Sorry, um, something Oof. came up. I'm going to have to reschedule, <laughs> uh, but let's go. We'll, let's get drinks somewhere, wherever you want. Uh, I'll be there. 
Uh, I don't know if I'm a leader, but um, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, stuff <laughs> came up tonight, um, uh, quite a lot and quite a long distance down. Um, anyway, I uh, I'll let you know when I figure out my plan. Oh shit! Lots of going down. Hand on face. Oh, like Kevin McAllister. Scream face, yeah. A scream face emoji. Uh, listen, we are need this for a long time. I'll rent out like the back of a bar, and we can just like chop it up, and no one will know. How do you do that? Like, each ghost just say money, but you know. <laughs> no, fair. I respect it. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. And then there's a gif of Paul Giamatti on billions. <laughs> just, nice. just fill it in for whatever, whichever one you want. Just fill it in. I was like, who's that dapper man? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right, let's go. Uh, does anyone want to do anything else? I'm going to sleep, man. Hell yes. Yeah, I mean, Val's going to go back to their apartment where uh, Hitomi should be. Oh. Probably crying her eyes out because of the sweet tooth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hitomi, you go, you come in like pretty late, but I think Hitomi is lost in like just a reverie of crying and listening to tapes that she recorded of shows that happen at the sweet tooth. Be like, mm-hmm. you're, we, we met here and I was trying to steal stuff. I know. I, I got I so know. many free drinks. A hundred percent. That's what happens. Uh, I think at the end of the night, Milo leads the entire crew down the block to the poutine uh, restaurant and buys everyone poutine. Oh, hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah, the sauce output. They've gotten enough money uh, that they now have a Thornhill pop-up. Hell yeah. They like only work from like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. out of like a restaurant that was there. And yeah, 100%. When when you two wake up in the morning, Carmen has picked this up at five a.m. and is like, <laughs> said it'd be like, all right, we got more, and it is now <laughs> pushing that as well. It's like another thing. There was Killanova and then Killanova Nights. <laughs> <laughs> nice with a Z. Yeah. So yeah, you three all wake up in your respective places. I think Aggie, you wake up sore under a bunch of wool blankets that you need to turn over sooner rather than later. I do, though, look up the height of the building I fell from, like using city planning intranet, Mm -hmm. because I've never fallen from a a height like that. And it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Milo, you wake up covered in gravy. Yeah. That's the only way to wake up. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Best part of waking up (laughs) is being covered in gravy. (laughs) (laughs) And Val, you wake up with uh, like Hatomi, who'd rolled over on top of you in the night. And is now, like, using you as a pillow. That's totally fair. Yeah. And also it's covered in gravy. Weird. <laughs> no. <laughs> totally, no. Totally, <laughs> totally different reason. Don't worry about it. But it's Italian <laughs> gravy. It's red sauce. <laughs> Val, I just like to think, in the middle of the night, Hitomi's like, I need to eat something. And just drinks, like, a pint of red sauce you have in your fridge. We've all been there. <laughs> I don't want to make pasta. It takes too long just chugging red sauce. <laughs> All right, so all of you, you're all going to head to Dr. Morrow's place, who's done some analysis on the vial of mushrooms in the painting uh, since the last time that y'all were there. Let's star wipe away from all of you waking up, and uh, we're at Dr. Morrow's place. I Uh, brought, like, a 24-pack of uh, donuts and, like, a to-go catering carrier of coffee. mm. Oh, thank God. God. Excellent. (laughs) And Milo is chowing down. He's eaten four donuts already. Mm. Oh, yeah. Val Val is ripping into those as well. Carbo load, baby. Uh, Des takes one and wraps it in a napkin and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> Des, I just, every time we have a meeting, I, I 
bro, my respect for you. I have so many questions about your, your shh, food shh, choices. Guys, 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 guys. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> you what? know, Milo, I have a lot of questions about how you uh, had your night happen and stayed on the ground and had an enjoyable time with friends of yours socializing. <laughs> yeah, remember how my mom almost got killed and my, my favorite bar slash music <laughs> venue got shut down, but Milo got to drink, so that's cool, I Wait, guess. Wait, what? And then I think <laughs> you can fill us in on what happened to you, because that wasn't on social media. Yeah, no. Can I cast absorb elements to absorb some, like, sound energy <laughs> coming to my ears? <laughs> Milo, make a constitution saving throw for me. First roll on the Chad dice. 16 plus 2 for 18. Nice. Dang. Nice. Uh, Yeah, you get a donut in you and you're feeling a little better. But as everyone is talking about their respective nights, two symbols smash together. And Milo, you don't (laughs) fall on the ground. Uh, (laughs) Startled. Because January has like two very small symbols. Oh my God. (laughs) You're like, adorable. We're doing something different today. (laughs) Okay. January. (laughs) Hello. Listen, we're... uh, we're we're gonna meet in the lab. We're not gonna meet in the stu- we're not gonna do it in the conference room. So let's uh let's head let's head down. A lab. All right. So you guys usually meet on the first floor, which has the kitchen and the conference room, and Dr. Morrow's study is all the way on the top, but the lab, which you haven't been to, is on the bottom. So you go over to that spiral staircase and uh you stand on the spiral staircase and once again it goes escalators down. Nice. Very cool. Like the ski lift, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, but it's, I can't envision it because a ski lift goes up. So it's like, imagine going down. <laughs> it also goes down, I feel like, for the people who get afraid at the top and are like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like me. Yeah. Or, or the kid gets to the top and then won't move. And then the older sister has to go up there and take the kid onto the ski lift screaming and crying. Brandon, can, can you cut off the 10 minutes of fugue state Amanda went into? <laughs> And drop a ski on the way down. You have to go back up and then come back down to get it. All around (laughs) me are familiar faces. What a place. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, you're going down to the lab late one night. Sorry. (laughs) There you Good. I want to ask you three, much like we did with the kitchen, what do you think Dr. Morrow's lab looks like? I think it has one of those very big Tesla coil balls yeah. that does nothing. It's just there for aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Morrow is like, this is my coffee in the morning. <laughs> if you just cut out caffeine, it's pure energy. And she puts her hands on it and her hair goes out. And then, like Bride of Frankenstein, it comes back. Yeah, she definitely has a Tesla coil, 100%. It's definitely like organized mess, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought the exact same thing. Like, it, it looks like a disaster, but there is a place for everything in her mind, except for a corner that is as if there is a force field there, and that's Des's area. And they have come to, <laughs> over their working relationship, a workable compromise where Dr. Morrow cuts off immediately. Maybe there's masking tape there. I don't know. And then Des has an extremely organized, high-tech, like, one of those tool organizers with, like, dozens of drawers, like mm-hmm. the craftsman thing. Yeah. Yeah, like one corner is like minimalist porn and the rest looks like like a goblin artificer. <laughs> yeah, so. 100%. I love that. I think Dr. Morrow has a like chair stool at every necessary height mm-hmm. that she might need. Like mm-hmm. not an adjustable one. She has like 40 different chair stools for any task that she may need. 
I like that. I like the idea that all of them, Des tried to make a pegboard for them. So there are some that are on the wall, like the tallest one and the shortest one, and maybe some of them between. But there's also like seven in the room because she didn't put any back. Yeah. I love that. That's very funny. And compromise, um, as long as there is a path to Dez's area, Dez does not get to move the rest of the stuff. <laughs> this is big ADHD energy, and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, so before I was thinking, like, oh, maybe this is, like, Dr. Frankenstein's place, like, very gothic. But I like the idea of, like, the other side. It's like a hobbit hole. Like, it's warm, and there are warm mm. tones everywhere. Like, lots of browns and golds. But, of course, it's just, like, from tons and tons and tons of wooden shelving and and different types of, sh- of of stools and stuff. But, of course, and then there's, like, a massive monitor, and then... Des is one minimalist porn corner. I love that. That's that's perfect. I'm imagining like my grandma's basement craft room, which has, you know, drawers of fabric and samples and like drawings from me as a kid and and like different organizers of beads. And I think Dr. Mara would be a big proponent of the thing. Unexpected connections drives creativity. So I imagine that, you know, there is not just an order that she understands to what's going on, but also it can be good to have, you know, your spatula from the eggs you had for breakfast lying next to some electronics experiment and then you're like oh wait what if the switch was shaped like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also assume that January like made it his mission to like warm up the space without Dr. Morrow noticing <laughs> so every mm-hmm. now and again it's like oh here's a nice photo or like oh a nice little trinket <laughs> Yeah, I think that there's some like deep, I mean, like, you know how humans have lizard brain. He has like deep rabbit brain where he's like, I need to make a burrow here and organize that. (laughs) Yes, I was literally just going to say that like clusters of things like trying not actually organizing, but putting them in areas is enough to like keep that together. So I love that. Just things bursting out of everything. And of course, sticky notes on top of this massive, massive, like one whole wall is a screen which I like the the contrast. I was trying to look this up, the difference between the Cerebro room from the X-Men mm, movies mm. and this. I was like, yeah, fucking Professor X needs to be in just a dome while Dr. Morrow needs shit everywhere because yeah. that's the difference between an American scientist and a British scientist. <laughs> uh, can I yes end one more thing? Please. There are dirty mugs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoons on spoons on spoons. <laughs> I also assume that she has a um, particle accelerator, like, around the whole room. Yeah. Yeah, but she also hung, like, stuff from it. And a choo-choo train. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a choo-choo train riding on top of it. It's extremely cute. Like, we're in FAO Schwartz or something. It's a model of the high-speed rail. Yeah, but you also, you can split an atom underneath it. Or put in little decorations. (laughs) It's not dangerous if it's cute. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, it's Eric. I would like to take a second and talk to you about my favorite liquid in the entire world. No, it is not printer ink or gasoline or blood if I was a vampire. No, 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 it is coffee. I love coffee. I am the kind of person who drinks iced coffee no matter what kind of temperature it is outside. But like, I'll drink any coffee, like bodega or grocery store or gas station coffee. I'll drink like fancy coffee where the barista knows its place of origin. I'll drink Starbucks coffee, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Uh, I really love the concentrated coffee from Grady's that you can just get. And it's like you need to do equal amounts of milk or then it's like drinking pure adrenaline in a cup. 
I just really love coffee and I want to shout out to it because as we all get older <laughs> and as time doesn't really mean anything, we do need these traditions and these little things that remind us something that we need to do for ourselves during the day. So welcome to the mid-roll. This is from the uh, Supreme Reason of the Fungum Firm. No, I just, give me the coffee. I want it. First and foremost, thank you and welcome to Sonia and Kayla, who joined our Patreon this week. We are so grateful to everyone who makes it a priority every single month to support creators. We could not make this show without you and your support. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to be part of our Patreon family, we're always looking for more people to come on in. You get our Discord, our NPC stories, all the stuff that's been there for four years of Patreon, and I'm thinking about doing more playlists. Would you guys like playlists? I'm thinking about doing more playlists. Also, you have that exclusive three-part side story that I did with a bunch of my friends with a game that I made with Misha Stanton about, like, some kids in LTC who really just want to play football. That's exclusive all on the Patreon. So if you're able, please join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Pause the podcast right now and do it. I'll wait for you. And we're back. It's very important that you're back because I need to talk to you about the new sport that is taking on the nation. It is baseball. Oh, man. Baseball is, is such a wonderful spot in my heart for something that I found during quarantine that has caught on across the land. It's like if fantasy baseball was actually more fantasy than baseball and that you, instead of just picking players, you could actually change the way that the game is played, it's like a community game based on like horror and sci-fi and like just weirdness. There's some Twin Peaks thrown in there, but also it's fantasy baseball. It is wild. I actually have a note here from the commissioner who might be able to tell you more about it. Okay, here we go. Baseball is baseball at your mercy. Baseball perfected. Our players are inhuman. They play day and night, rain or shine. They never grow sick. They never tire. Each week, you, the fans, capital T, capital F, fans, vote to remake the league in your own image. Everything from rules to rosters is in your hands. But of course, votes aren't free. Cash is king. So do what you do best. Gamble. Betting is allowed and encouraged. But fear not. Your currencies and credit cards have no value here. Blazeball deals with its own dollar. Seasons run Monday to Friday. Postseason runs on Saturday. On Sunday, we rest. The fate of the league is on you. Rejoice and play ball at blazeball.com. That's baseball, but then it goes B-L, aceball, blazeball.com. Catch the fever. Let's go, Mills. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. Look to the left to the right okay no which is here <laughs> it's i the bone witch i've been here the whole time and i took over eric's body that's why i kind of sound like eric a little bits uh what is this uh i said that you could just talk to me and i could just roll bones and you don't have to go to therapy you just talk to me instead and i found like i had fish bones before but now i found jellyfish bones they're squishier and they definitely tell your future. Ah, okay, well, I guess I should probably... I need to figure out what the competition here is against my jellyfish bones. Let's see what it is. 
Ah, uh, better help. They connect you with licensed counselors through their secure app, letting you message through their therapist and schedule live phone and video sessions. I can do that. Just come to my hut and you'll never leave. That's the same, right? Oh, okay. You can also message your counselor in between sessions if you're worried about something, obviously always worried about something, or think of a topic you want to cover in your next call. Because BetterHelp wants you to find the best therapeutic match possible. It's easy and free to switch counselors if need be. On the other hand, I, as the Bone Witch, again, you'll never leave. You can't switch. I realize BetterHelp may have the upper hand on me there. Well, I seem really, maybe I am a little outflanked here. I need to find new bones. Huh. Well, you maybe you should probably join BetterHelp. And join the party listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash join the party. That is betterhelp.com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. I, the bone witch, maybe I need to maybe I need to figure out things for myself. Maybe it's something that bones can't solve. Huh. Okay, I'll give back Eric's soul. Hold on. Oh my god, what happened? Did it happen again? Jesus. All right. Let's just get to HelloFresh. Finally, we're sponsored by HelloFresh. They cut out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so that you can get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With 23-plus recipes each week, you can try a range of flavors and cuisines and ingredients. When I get home from work after a long day in the content mines, it's so helpful to be able to make a HelloFresh meal in just half an hour. Everything pre-portioned, packaged together in one easy bag so everything you need is in one place. We recently made Parmesan crusted chicken, and by we, I mean I did because I ate everything from Amanda when she reminded me she can't eat Parmesan or crusted or chicken, and it reminded me of my grandma's chicken cutlets, which I love so much, and I was able to do that myself. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePARTY12 and use code JoinThePARTY12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That is HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePARTY12, one, two, and use code JoinThePARTY12, one, two, for 12, one, two free meals, including free shipping. And now, back to the show. Okay, so yeah, you head down there and... Dr. Morrow is like poking at the big mushroom that the Knight of Mirrors gave you and is still like poking it and prodding it and then like zaps it with like a really, really small cattle prod. And uh, <laughs> they're still just like kind of tinkering and I'm like, oh, yeah. hey, just come, uh, come and grab a, any of the stools, whatever stools. And Dez walks over and sits in his corner that has like an ergonomic chair. <laughs> and Dez is like, I'm set. <laughs> it like opens a drawer and puts the donut in it and then immediately closes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Milo grabs a stool next to Aggie and um sort of like puts his head over to Aggie and is like, Aggie, can you do the can you do the thing, please? I'm dying here. Please. Aggie stands up and chooses a stool elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get when we're getting blasted with rocket launches and shit. <laughs> lay, lay, lay hands on my head, please. <laughs> All right, yeah, so everyone collects, and then Dr. Morrow takes off. She has um, protective goggles, like jeweler specs, you know what I'm talking about? But they're very steampunky, and they all, like, all of the different lenses go in and out and be like, okay, let's learn some science. Everybody ready? Okay. All right, ready. Okay. Great. 
Science. Yay. Dr. Morrow then gestures everyone to, to gather around the mushroom and also pulls out the vial with the tiny mushrooms. He says, okay. Well, where to start? Where, where to start? Um, I have a question. Val raises their hand. Perfect. Wonderful. Socratic method. I love it. Hit me. Are the are the mushrooms drugs? Like, can we get high on the mushrooms? Mm. Okay, we need to. Well, January says no. She's like, well, <laughs> it's more complicated than that. We have to go back. You have to. It's like those Tumblr posts that are are seated in front that like gives context. One moving out. It's like mm-hmm. in order to talk about the mushrooms, we have to create the universe. Um, <laughs> oh okay. no, that is not what I wanted to know. Okay. Uh. So 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 so. Hey, do you remember? Uh. Oh, do you remember Chernobyl? Any of you I alive mean, for that? I wasn't no. there, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I was. I was very young. Okay. Okay. I think. And did not live in Russia. <laughs> you know, you just have to check. You got to read the room. Uh, okay, so uh, in Chernobyl, you know, the nuclear reactor it had a big explosion, a big oopsie. How? Please tell me. I don't know how. Sometimes I go too detailed and not detailed enough. So just keep me on that. Um, yeah, big oopsie at nuclear reactor. And then he was... Very radioactive. Sorry, I can't get over big oopsie. <laughs> that was the official Russian government uh, statement. Was... Yeah, if you translate it directly, it was big oopsie. Yeah. Uh, the, the Kremlin says, uh, sorry, big oopsie. <laughs> it was a terrible tragedy. Okay? <laughs> um, and okay, so then, and then all that was unlivable, and the radioactivity was there because of the nuclear reactor, right? And the radioactivity comes from all the they were taking energy from it, and when it broke, and all all that stuff. Um, and radioactivity is bad because you know the the rays and everything that comes off of it, right? I mean, technically, it's the particles and the particles. Well, Milo, we we know we we we're on the same page. I'm again. It's, you gotta doing with the thing. Okay. Um, have any of you heard of something called uh, my core mediation? No. no, no, no. You haven't heard of that. Is that like a meeting technique? Because I swear to God, no. If it, one it, more council meeting is about <laughs> freaking collaborative meeting strategies, and no one gets to talk except for Burdock. I'm going to. Crush a coffee cup. No, I promise it is not like that. It actually comes from the ancient Greek. It's a mushroom uh, thing, right? Yes. Uh, um, mukes. I, I, my ancient Greek is rusty, but it means fungus in ancient Greek. And then there's the sub- suffix of uh, remedium, which is Latin for restoring balance. So mushrooms are restoring balance. Um, basically, mushrooms have the ability to decontaminate parts of the environment and turn it from like terrible stuff to uh, a good a good place like a, a place where people can live again um like you yeah, can so to clarify the, the mushrooms pull the bad stuff out of the ground and then the mushrooms are bad but the ground is good right exactly gotcha so um you know you can use mushrooms uh if like you... uh like that powder on vomit Right. Very similar. Yeah. When you throw sawdust on vomit, it's just like that. But the sawdust, imagine it's made of mushrooms. No. You can make anything into anything. (laughs) It's not just milks. Like, it's not mushroom milk. But, like, you can make (laughs) mushroom straw. And then if if you put that straw into a hay bale, you throw it on oil and some of it gets sucked up. 
Um, you can throw them in any sort of decanter. If you put mushrooms in there or mushroom products or mushroom uh, materials, then um, it becomes a place that humans can live again, right? So uh, I was looking at this. I was poking around, figuring out what one of these. Why are these mushrooms like this? I, I typed into Google "weird mushrooms," and that was not what I was looking for. So I started digging more and more, <laughs> and um, turns out, so because of Chernobyl, uh, scientists have found these mushrooms that grew. They went in recently, and they found mushrooms that are growing in Chernobyl that the area around it are less radiated. And they're just, like, fucking hanging out. Like, it's – they're just, like, growing there. They're living there. And no one planted them. No one went in there and planted the mushrooms. They just started growing. And they started testing them. And these mushrooms have – are something special. These particular mushrooms have melanin in them, like in 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 – in our skin that's, that makes our skin darker. And because of that, they can take the radiation and ionize it and turn it into some sort of food. Like they turn it into energy. Like it's like photosynthesis, but with radiation, with terrible stuff that, that humans can't live in, right? That's pretty amazing. That's dope as hell. It is incredible. So like imagine there's like a tiny engine inside of this mushroom because of the melanin that takes the radiation and makes it slowly turns it into easier and easier to, to digest energy that then they can eat and it becomes good so that that also you know that also might be some of the reasons why some other black mushrooms exist and like like you know truffles have that black mold around it that might be like how why it works like that uh, which is wild. I went into like such a deep dive. I, I I lost myself for 24 hours just looking up truffles. It's wild. You know they also in France the their organized mob sells those. Mm -hmm. Wild. I yeah. read that book. That was uh, that was wild. I loved that. Damn, mushrooms are metal as hell. And then Milo elbows Val a little bit. Right. Val just looks at him like what? What? <laughs> They're kind of the. They're kind of the janitors of nature, if you think about it. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just pat Aggie on the back slowly. <laughs> it's okay. They're it's, there. it's all right. So what I was thinking was, okay, here's here's a paragraph. January, will you read that paragraph that I, I told you to? January takes out a phone and says, more study is needed to confirm whether fungi will be able to add the ability to grow by harvesting radiation to their list of seeming superpowers, but it does raise the question of whether edible fungi, like mushrooms, have been harboring this function undiscovered for years. And Dr. Morrow's like gesturing at you like, ah, ah. ah. <laughs> That's really cool. That is very cool. I, I am concerned that we're talking about radiation while also talking about the mushrooms that we brought you and mm. diaphragm oh. and this city. Mm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wait, I didn't emphasize. Okay. So that was like a writer's flourish that they said. Uh, they said seeming superhero powers of mushrooms. And I'll go, what? Super mushrooms don't have superpowers. And then I thought about these mushrooms. And the thing that is special about diaphragm that has this is that it radiates a different type of energy than alpha and beta radiation that comes off of like what we understand to be nuclear, right? Like that was, that was the whole discovery was that it created delta radiation, um, which was able, we could harness it and turn it into energy and is, is good. But that also 
might have been the reason why everyone in Laketon got powers in the first place. Sure, sure, sure. Right. So, Uh so... These mushrooms oh. that are growing here oh, no. in the swamp, mm. that those mushrooms have just grown, and they're growing, and maybe they're eating the delta radiation that's the largest producer in origin of diaphragm. Exactly. There you right. go. Everyone gets a hundred points. Cool. So. so they're they're superpower mushrooms. Mm, okay, so we have to do some testing on that, but... How are you testing that? Yes, that's true, yeah. Does it involve the cattle prod? <laughs> yeah, well, that's part of it. Um, okay. So... Wait, so if you somehow were able to, like, process this mushroom, could it take away powers, too, then? At least temporarily? Oh, I mean, listen, I, don't, I think I might be the... Maybe, maybe, Milo, I know you're a science communicator, but, you know, we haven't even gotten there yet. Like, maybe if, possibly, uh, if someone had the ability to do that or giving... The thing that I'm more concerned about is at, is the thing that I think these do now is... Two years, what's happening right now is, one, remember that the book I read about the mushrooms in the in the France and people selling and killing each other? I do... With th- the mob. <laughs> with yeah. the mob, that sounds similar to what we're having here. And, you know, truffles, you know, New York City, uh, best diet, best food city in the world. Uh, oh, I, that could be happening if people want truffles and mushrooms that do. But I, I the, which is tied to the second thing is I think these are additive now. They give them, they are... Do they do they give powers where none existed, or do they simply amplify powers that do exist? Maybe, both of those are bad. Both maybe are both. Bad. Maybe Particularly both. Particularly for uh, billionaires who eat at the New York City restaurants that import truffles. I'm just saying. Uh, maybe both. Um, okay. Well, let's let me let's show one thing, and then she throws a video on the screen, and it's like she set up a tripod, and it's of filming herself. Hello. This is. Dr. Mayor Cassandra Morrow, MD, PhD. <laughs> uh, I, this is uh, the first trial. Uh, I'm going to see what happens. Is MD stand for uh, Morrow doctor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Is it her now? This is, it is a video. Uh, it's time stamped last night. Oh, okay. And um, she cut off a sliver, like a very, she took out like a, like a very, very sharp knife. She cut off a very, very, very small sliver of the mushroom. Uh, the the weird purple mushroom that uh, the Night of Mirrors gave you. All right, well, man, I should get a cracker. And then she leaves for a second. Why does everyone want to eat the mushroom? She, she's second, <laughs> and then she leaves. She's like looking for crackers, and she gets like a, a, a tea cracker. She puts it on. She's like, All right, bottoms up. Let's see what happens. And she eats it. She says, hmm. And then she pauses it, and is like, okay, but here's what happened a few hours later. And she plays that video, and it's just like she has pulled out a a whiteboard on wheels, 
<laughs> and like the whiteboard is just covered in equations going up and down and left and right and sideways. And, and like there's color, there's like red and then blue and then black all stacked on top of each other. And she's like flipping through. She's like wearing different color specs to see the different markers. It's like, so I think what it does is, <laughs> she buys Dr. Marvel pauses it. I think it enhances something you're already good at, or at least for people who don't have powers like you three it just makes you better at something i think this might be tied to also what you have all seen with your parents uh in that i don't know what the stack there's some some element of stacking but if this is the first level it just kind of improves on a certain amount as your body metabolizes it makes you better at the thing that you maybe it makes you uh if you were going to eat it, it makes you happier. It makes you a little bit more limber. Uh, it makes you, um, it juiced my brain. So it enhanced the be- the thing I was best at, which was science. And the Tesla coil sparks <laughs> for a second. <laughs> so that's what I think this, this, this is, is happening. Um, Has anyone else tried it? Is that, are you sure it's not like a placebo thing going on? <laughs> uh, January and Des look at the ground and Dr. Morrow says... <laughs> No, no one else just wanted to try it. <laughs> <laughs> so that means I assume that you haven't tried it on a powered person yet? We have not, no. Do you want to? If I... Uh, I Yes, the answer is yes to that. I would cool. want to, but I'm not going to make anyone do it, obviously. Well, you're not making anyone do it. Uh, listen. Val's already taken off their jacket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Let's try it. Let's, um. Fuck me up with some mushrooms, Doc. Dr. Morrow shakes out one of the mushrooms from the vial and says, I think that these are the same, just different sizes. So I think that you're, you should be okay with that. You, sorry. You think they're the same? They are. Mm. Oh. You know, and you know how, si- uh. Gravity is barely something we can depend on. <laughs> okay. Huh? It's, that it, makes me a little anxious, but let's do this. I think, are you just reading my t-shirt, Dr. Morrow? What are you... <laughs> I, uh, they, those t-shirt websites stole that from me. I said that at <laughs> MIT 20 years ago. Uh, and yeah, Val, so you have a tiny little mushroom. It looks like a very miniaturized version of the truffle-sized mushroom that Dr. Morrow cut a sliver off of. And uh, yeah, she shakes it in your hand. You take a look at it, and now you realize it does look a little bit more like a truffle. There's like this crust around the outside that's like that striping. It's like a little dark, but also maybe like a deep purple. But it does have that like holy paint dust purple thing around it. I think Val asks Dr. Morrow, how long did this last on you when when, when you did it? Oh, a uh, few hours. Just, just so I know. This, this, if I'm only giving you a little bit of this, this should be only only a few only a few seconds as your body metabolizes it. See, this is why I don't do drugs. They don't tell you how much to take. They don't tell you how long it takes. They don't they don't tell you the recommended serving size. Preach. Uh, Preach. That's why I'm a one rabbit chill out tat man. Write it out. I give you some lemonade. You're fine. All right. Well, Val takes the mushroom. Aggie has to put her head between her knees and breathe. (laughs) What is the spiciest thing that Val has ever eaten? Oh, Val's definitely done those 
ridiculous wing challenges before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the one that's like scorpion, pepper, and reaper mm. in like the sauce as you eat the wings. Yeah. And you remember it builds, you know, it's like you eat it and you're like, oh, it's okay. And then like you feel it come up from your feet and just like build and it gets hot as it like, and then what happened with the wings uh, was that like it make, turns your mouth on fire, right? But you feel like it's just, it's building through you and just moving like a waves of heat and and something is just moving through you. And Dez is like, hold on, I got something. And Dez runs out for a second and like throws open door and rummages through and then pulls out like a heavy bag, like a full punching bag. Be like, all right, hit me. And he stands there, like, holding the heavy bag right in front of you, Val. <laughs> Val just, like, bounces a little bit like a boxer that throws a punch. Yeah. Just one punch. He, like, reverberates through the room. It's like, boom! And you can almost see, like, the sound waves moving through the room. <laughs> and, like, like a sonic boom, it's silent for a millisecond. And then it's like, poof! Get a, cr- a crash as Dez and the punching bag, like, hit the back and hit a, a shelving unit. And a bunch of stuff tumbles on top of them. Oh, shit, Dez, sorry. Holy shit. Man, it's for science. It's fine. (laughs) This is extremely cool mushroom, guys. Val, I think just as importantly, can I try to fix this on you? I want to see if we have a a way to defend against this. Bring it on. Come on. (laughs) All right. I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration on Mm. Val. Interesting. It's, um, I touch a creature. Val, is it okay if I touch you? Yeah. Just like on the shoulder. Thank you for asking. I touch a creature and can either end one disease or one condition afflicting it. Interesting. The condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. I can do the same thing with my healing hands, so I can try that next if it doesn't work. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you do the lesser restoration. Val, you get cold for like a second, like uh, taking off a jacket, and then all of a sudden you're back to being hot. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, that didn't work. That is not good. I'm going to try healing hands and do the same thing, kind of hover my hands over um, Val's shoulder and try to cure them of a disease or poison, which I can do with one healing die. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing happens. Val, you once again go cold and then it's just back to hot, baby. Also does not work. Val's Val's standing there like in constant (laughs) movement, like when a uh, video game character is like in rest mode and not moving. I think also you're vibrating. Like when you go into a rage, you're like low key vibrating maybe. And you you weren't even aware you turned it on. Mm -hmm. And Milo and Aggie make either Arcana or Medicine checks for me. Depending on whichever one you would would like. Uh, I also cast a spell. Do you want me to roll that, Eric? Uh, Yes, please. 14. I got seven on my spiritual surge, so I'm up to three. Great. Uh, medicine, I got a 16 plus five for 21. So with medicine checks, you're checking this out, and may, this could be like adrenaline or something. You Maybe you've seen like, you know, YouTube videos of people disproving things that happen in movies, and there was one of Pulp Fiction where Uma Thurman's character gets hit with the adrenaline, and they're like... You know, that's not exactly how adrenaline works, but it's actually pretty good. Uh, like, you get shot through it, and you're just, your body is supercharged. You know, you've seen that thing going around on, like, science. I keep pulling from Tumblr during this episode, but it's perfect. <laughs> is that there was proven that uh, when electricity goes through your whole body, when your body springs back, when humans get electrocuted, it's not because the electricity does anything. It's that your muscles are so supercharged that your muscles actually have, have heated yourself across the room. <laughs> 
<laughs> With a 21, Brandon, I'm just going to tell you, lesser restoration isn't going to do it. But if you were to do greater restoration, uh, which is a fifth level spell, uh, maybe that would uh, do the trick if you rolled right. Do I get the mm. sense that a number of healing die would actually move the needle? I just use one. Ooh. Aggie, with yours, right now, I'm just going to say the greater restoration thing that Milo has done is the only thing that you, you've gotten. But, like, maybe. Would something like uh, Aggie's counterspell spray work? Maybe. Mm. In seeing how Val is reacting to this with such glee and abandon, can I roll history or something to see if I remember anybody else in my life being like this? Yeah, absolutely. I think all three of you can do that. Also, while this is happening, after you've been touched, uh, Val, this has all happened within like 30 seconds. And now the waves are stopping, like going into low tide. And you're going back to where you are. You stop bouncing from foot to foot and you stop uh, vibrating. Cool. I got a six on history. Dr. Morrow like hits a timer and she's like, all right, 29.5 seconds. We'll write that down. Pretty good. I got a 12 history. Uh, your boy got a nat 20. Let's go. Chad oh. Dice are good. Chad Dice? Chad and Chad Milo, Dice. all of your friends have done drugs. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> Jointhepartypod.com slash Chad. Jointhepartypod.com slash Chad. We need to have a direct link. That we need takes that. you to the Chad bundle. It Absolutely. Um, nat 20 for Milo. The thing, I think the thing, Milo, you think that this is drugs, but then you think, no, wait. It wouldn't have been like that. Adrenaline is different. This isn't like taking PCP and then all of a sudden all of your pain receptors are turned off and you can do superhero things. It's more like something's actually happening. The body's getting overcharged. And maybe, Milo, you think about maybe when Aggie was telling you about their siblings, when you guys first got to know each other, maybe you saw some photos of Aggie's parents. Aggie's parents, how old are Aggie's parents again? Uh, like in their mid fifties. Yeah, their mid fifties, but they look like they're they're like twenty eight. And Aggie was talking about like, yeah, they sometimes they travel around and they do bike. They go, they ride bikes like through the Himalayas. And they just love that. They just love doing it. And maybe you think more about Aggie's parents, how they are just in what seems like incredible shape, but maybe their bodies are have been juiced in this way, this low key juice. Maybe I don't know if they were taking it or not because they obviously with all of the O'Hares, they got passed on. But this seems you're making a direct correlation to what is what happened to Dr. Morrow, to what happened to Aggie's parents. And then Val is the second level mm. when you when you supercharge something that already has a charge. Got it. Yeah. And I obviously explain all of that to my colleagues mm. oh interesting yeah i know it's like they are uh regular humans but with a lot of the problems taken away and mm. we are uh regular with some you know odd abilities as well yeah i think val as as milo says this because in that 20 i'll build on top of it your mom also she makes art super fast mm. like she's cranking stuff out all the time you never remember a time that she's ever had not writer's block, but like artist's block. Like she doesn't know what to make. She's like, oh mm. no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's inspired by Eros and it's inspired by, and Cupid and uh, Venus and how they're all related to each other. And she just churns stuff out and it takes her a second to pick up a new artistic medium. Like when did she learn how to knit? 
<laughs> you think about that and you're like, my mom doesn't know how to knit from yesterday. And then she, she must've picked up knitting. I, I don't, what did she do that? Your mom is great at, she's always been an artistic person, but she got better at it. And Aggie's parents have always been athletic and they got better at it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't think my mother is doing mushrooms now. No, no, no. It's not that. The regular person doing a mushroom levels them up. But that's the same thing that happened with the. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So if a regular person who wasn't in Laketon took the mushroom, they would appear like our parents. Yes. As they metabolize the mushroom, their best quality would be enhanced. Cool. So it's like this is a slice temporarily of the environment in which all of us were born, where if you were not born with abilities like our parents weren't, they were still affected by the environment at that time in a lasting way. But we were affected like that from the moment we started developing. So now as adults, we have stuff that's above and beyond because our our parents were affected and then we were doubly affected. Mm-hmm. So when we take this, I suppose, we get to a tertiary level. Mm. Our parents would get to a double level. So I, no one, no one give this to my mom, please. I don't know (laughs) uh, what she'd be able to fly or some shit. Um, And then when people who are not diaphragm exposed at all take it, they get a brief uh, enhancement. Yeah, Dr. Morrow nods and says, exactly. Maybe Flyboy would be able to do something other than hover. Got him! <laughs> Sucks. Yeah, fuck hey, that Aggie. guy. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick question, Aggie. Uh, I know that you do not have any children or uh, that you have made us aware of. <laughs> do any of your siblings have have kids? Yes, Danny um, has kids, uh, but his wife is... She's from Chicago. She isn't from uh, Lake Town City. So I, I don't believe she is uh, like us in any way. So what effect that has on their children, you know, if it's a, you know, one mildly powered person and one not powered person, I don't know. But um, their kids are three and in a science fair, if that helps. Uh, <laughs> well, that also just sounds like some O'Hare shit. But like, <laughs> yeah. But like thinking about tertiary third level powers, that's. You know, most of our generation doesn't have kids yet, so. Ryan was going to be on a Wheaties box, but he wanted to say, is that O'Hare shit? <laughs> but they wouldn't <laughs> let him, so he wasn't on a, on a Wheaties box. This is for the children, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Morrow nods and says, yes, that's what I, those are my assumptions that I've been, I've been putting together. Um, Dr. Morrow, you got you to gotta ban this, this mushroom. You got to make this public. Oh, I. You're the mayor. You can do it. Oh, do. On the other hand, for medical research, this might have a therapeutic use, maybe in some form. Oh, yeah. yeah it might be able to like help people heal real good. Made me feel great for like 30 seconds. Uh, January hops down and pulls out the same whiteboard, but it's been flipped over and on the other side has a massive T-chart with one with <laughs> tell people and don't tell people and tons of things on it. So January was like, yeah, we've, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't know. Weirdly, the T-chart is permanent, but the <laughs> items are in marker. And he's like, uh, what other decisions have you made? <laughs> Everyone looks at the ground. <laughs> uh, Dr. Morrow says, you know, let's hold off on this. Just let's try to get it off the street. I think part of the, something that I've been, uh, 
Where did you get the where let's uh, confirm where did we get this these a warehouse down by the marshes mm, okay. with like an organized crime distribution set up um in mm-hmm, the middle of mm-hmm, distributing mm-hmm. them yeah 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 if this gets in the if they if the mob sells us to the villains that we already face we're not going to be able to win yeah 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 uh yeah yes uh Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> They're also doing this at Juice. Oh. Like, that's where we got one of the samples from. You gotta oh. tell people. The big one. If this is going to the general population, it's it's not going to go well. Well, wouldn't telling them make them want it more? Yeah, but at least you can control, the, you can control it at that point. You know, January hops up and like slaps what Aggie said on the don't tell people and then <laughs> slaps what Milo said on the tell people and be like, yeah, we, we, we wrote that one down. I guess you don't need a, a specific substance to prosecute the mob. You can just use like a Rico thing, but we got to stop the restaurants from buying them. Yes. <laughs> the let's, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll cut off. Let's cut. Let's do that. Well, let's do. We'll start on that first is keeping it from getting distributed. People don't know about it. They, uh, if, where do they get a juice place? Oh, perfect place to disguise this. You put it down in powder. People think it's like, uh, tr- oak pollen or something. And they get a little pep in their step. Fuck great. It's still like the people don't know. And mm-hmm. let's keep it that way for the time being until we need to tell people. And then it becomes a bigger issue. But let's tell people if we need to. It's ta- t- the table. Let's t- tabled for now. Yeah. I mean, they only grow here, right? So can we can we formalize or improve the protections on the marshes? Like they're a protected area from development, but can we? I don't know. Like make it a carry in, carry out policy, and mm. and I don't know. Just have more rangers there to patrol and help people direct them away from picking fungi i like that yeah. no th- that's that's good yeah that's good i can get we can get that go aggie we can get that going yeah. uh for sure yeah we'll take some steps let's try to get this stuff off the streets keeping it from people's uh hands and those things before we need to tell everyone that there's a a cool before someone figures out what this has been doing before anyone puts this together, if they still don't know, they can't put it together, so it won't juice anyone else. What if we start a rumor that mushrooms are really gross? That's just untrue, though. Milo, I've been banging <laughs> that drum for so long, people don't listen. <laughs> so yeah, that's like, new objective is goes across the screen, is like, uh, figure out what to do about the super mushroom problem. Uh, Dr. Morrow says, though, you can... Have the vial, if you'd like. Yes, please. Val takes it. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Morrow says, okay, so there's only a, enough in here for a little bit of time. I think this is why it's sold in this one particular vial. So you three share it. Just just share it, okay? Well, uh, <laughs> no, I only... Val, I don't think you should be taking this. We don't know what the long-term effects are. It's probably fine. <laughs> Look, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want to do. But for me... Dr. Morrow, can you continue to, to study the effects of this and 
in the lab, not in January or Des, please. Uh, absolutely, I will. And she's going to hold on to the uh, the mushroom. She, like, hits a button and, like, a glass dome goes over the mushroom. The big truffle, <laughs> super truffle mushroom. And Beauty says, and the Beast Rose style. Yeah. I was just thinking that. <laughs> so here's what this mechanically does that y'all picked up. This juices your class abilities. So if you were to take the full... You know, we're going to have to revolve around initiative in this way. But, like, if someone were to take the entire thing, it would be, like, one full initiative, one full fight. But you saw when Val took one or a little bit of it. Like, I would say there are three charges in this thing that would make you do, like, one particular class action. But if you took the whole thing, it would be, like, the whole fight. But all of you will share it and, like, you can pull it out of your, your respective pockets. It's, like, in your shared inventory. And I can't tell you anything more than that because that's all the research, but it juices things that have to do with your class. Okay. So barbarian stuff, druid stuff, slash magic stuff for Milo, and then monk stuff for Aggie. Cool. Wonderful. Okay. Player Brandon is very excited. Character Milo is very skittish. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds good. Listen, that sounds good to me. This is sick. So I have a little bit of stuff. This is DM Eric, just in terms of the time oh, I have. Hello. I don't believe what happened in D&D today. Wild. It was wild. wild. Yeah. Eric, did you hear about these mushroom stuff? It's so <laughs> yeah, cool. I heard, it, I, my, I heard drugs are cool. I hope that uh, Dr. Morrow pronounced that mushroom thing correctly, or people are going to yell at Dr. Morrow on the internet. Um, <laughs> Julia, because Val listened to their mother and didn't punch, uh, you get the end of your XP. You are now level up to eight like everybody else is. Hey. Oh, hell yeah. Woo, 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 woo. I don't get any exciting class features at level eight, but I did bump my strength up to 18. Hell yeah. Wow. Nice. I'm so strong. Uh, at this point, Dez also takes it, like when Dr. Morrow puts the mushroom around, Dez is like, uh, do we have time for me to do a thing? Oh, hell yeah, Dez. Of course, Dez. It's Dez. All right, so um, can, you, can told... you say it's Dez time? Please? Please. It, Listen, uh, if you have to say it's Des time, Des, please, please, Des. It's always Des time. You said it. You don't have to get ready. You always stay ready. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that in MTV's The Challenge. Is that a thing people say? No. So I was uh, told to get you guys some things that were hot shit. So uh, I think I, I think I did here. He takes out a, a glasses case and he holds it out to Val. Oh hell yeah. Actually, it's a Warby Parker glass case. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Oh, I just had this. I had to recycle it. I didn't have a glasses case. Um, these are for my readers, but you can you can have it. I've never had to wear glasses before, so I don't. Okay. It's a sunglasses case. They're sunglasses. Oh, okay, sweet. I, I've worn those before. Yeah, no, I figured. <laughs> these are better than the Oakleys that you picked up at, yeah. in 2005 in Panama City. Uh, <laughs> no, I love Panama City. I'm just saying it's All temporal. Right. Uh, just saying, I, I don't need your judgment, Des. I had a great time you. in Panama City in two, 2005, so, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you open it up, and they look like regular um, Ray-Bans Wayfarers. Oh, sweet. No, put, put them on. I know. Put them on. Val puts them on. Uh, so, Val, why don't you look at the door and focus on it? Oh, okay. Val looks at the door, and then goes mm. <laughs> yeah so you you look at the door and then you can look clear through the door 
and you see all of the mess from oh. th- that uh, closet that Des had opened, where he keeps like his gym bag and like sneakers and stuff, and it all kind of spilled out. Des, you live like this? I listen. I, I had to go get the heavy bag really quickly. All the sh- all, everything <laughs> went everywhere. And yeah, so these are the unknown glasses or the unglasses. You get two charges per long rest. You can use that to see through a regular wall or door. Cool. Or you can identify if something is an illusion or secretly a robot or something. (laughs) Ooh, fun. Do not look at me with those glasses, Julia. (laughs) (laughs) So you only get two charges per long rest, though. And you have to use a charge for each one of those individual things. I will also say because they're sunglasses and they're wayfarers, the lenses are rather narrow. So you can't, like, whip your head around and look at everything. You have to look at one thing and you have kind of like a narrow band in which you're looking at the autofocus only has two charges on it in its battery yes exactly cool gotcha yeah that's awesome des picks up the uh heavy bag and also takes something out of his back pocket and uh hands them to aggie and they're like they're a type of gloves what type of gloves would aggie like to wear i think i think sort of like old-fashioned driving gloves or like mm. i don't know exactly what to call them but like they, they're kind of like cut out on the back of the hand the fingers only go up halfway yeah those are driving gloves leather yeah cool thank yeah. you because i think the you know having fingertips free is important for healing but just kind of improving grip and like general coolness i think is uh is the word here yeah absolutely i think they're also in like the green and, and browns that your yeah. your costume is in very like, uh very ll bean land's yeah. end uh, so you pull them on and you're, it's like your hands feel more dexterous in a little, in a little bit of way. They feel a little like, ooh, like, Ooh, I want to, I want to go do something. I want to grab stuff. I want to grab stuff. So, uh, Des holds up the heavy bag again, which was in like a crater <laughs> in the other <laughs> side of the room. It's like, okay. Still smoking. So, uh, what you're going to do is do one, two and then uppercut. Okay. Sure. And then I do. All right. So you do one, two, and then you do as you do the third one, the uppercut. You hit the bag, and like you hit it on an angle to the side. Like you don't, you would do an uppercut like diagonally, so up and to the left. And then Des moves like slides, holding the heavy bag ten feet to the left, like all the way clear across the room. Oh, that's why they call it a combo. So these are the combo gloves. So Aggie, if you hit. Twice in a row, you can use two key points to automatically hit. But instead of doing damage, you can push 10 feet in any direction, even up. Wow. That's dope. So That's really cool. I yeah. land both attacks or a stunning strike or something, and then I can use the key points and just auto hit and move them wherever. Yes, and so, but you auto hit. Like yeah, you yeah. get a free push right. of 10 feet. But you can also go up if you want to do more damage, and then they're 10 feet in the air, and then we'll automatically take falling damage. Hell yeah. I, on their turn, they'll hit the ground. That's awesome. Yeah. Extremely cool. Milo, where's your costume right now? I mean, it's always within reach, right? So, like, it's probably in my car or something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Des says, hey, go get uh, when you go get your costume. And I um, walk exceedingly slowly because I'm still hungover. <laughs> just grab my costume <laughs> and come back. So 20 minutes later, <laughs> and everyone's just like talking about the hockey team. Um, Milo, you come back and Des grabs in and goes over to his area. And, you know, there's that thing in the center of the cowl that has the space for the ghost hand to go yeah. into. Des like 
science hot glues something <laughs> into that space. And there's like, you look at it and there's like a, a metal ring around it now. Oh, dope. What, is, what does this do? Yeah, I put it on and like uh, to get ready for magic stuff. I'm always ready for magic stuff, Des. <laughs> nice. I put it on. Nice. So what usually happens when you put your costume on, the uh, ghost hand goes through the middle and just like waggles around, right? But now the ghost hand tries to go through the center and it's like, then it gets rerouted like it's in pipes, like it's you know, sewer pipes or something. It's like immediately <laughs> like takes a left and a right and then comes out on your uh, left arm. Oh, okay. And like, so your whole left arm is now like a ghost arm. Hell yeah. It's like, it slowly covers the whole thing, but now it's like a little bulkier because there's like ghostly phantasm stuff, ghost biz, now on top of this arm. And that says, yeah, I think this should be able to help you. Uh, The ghost will then help you with body stuff and also do ghost stuff. Des calls this the phantasmaduct. It's like an aqueduct, but phantasm. And uh, so you have this cosmetic thing. You have a ghost arm now instead of coming out of your chest. But once per long rest, you can replace a dexterity or strength check or saving throw with wisdom. Oh, dope. Okay. Des, this is dope as hell. And I shake Des's hand with the ghost hand. (laughs) Des responds. And uh, why don't you do a strength check for me, my man? (laughs) Okay. And uh, you use your wisdom mod. Nine plus five for 14. Wonderful. Okay, so Dez is uh, pretty strong because, you know, he moves metal and he's like an artificer in that way. Uh, Like he has to pick up big wrenches and stuff, but he gives you like the Arnold Schwarzenegger like action movie handshake and (laughs) the ghost hand just like crushes Dez's hand. (laughs) Oh, you got a big grip there, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Dez. These are so cool. And I hope you Uh, have a bath with Epsom salts. I'm sorry about the, the sliding. It's all right. No problem. Sorry about that, that arm crushing. Listen, Sorry about the big punch earlier. Well, you all have things to apologize for. Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting for it. You've all heard me today. I, I also, there are, the leftover donuts are still upstairs, so, you know. No, Aggie, 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 Aggie. They're, they're not. They're not. <laughs> Aggie, they're super not. They're super anymore. not. Anymore. We ate them all. We ate them all. Aggie is just, has that long-suffering oldest sibling look of like, <laughs> I cannot believe these people. Incredible. <laughs> Dr. Morrow says, Okay, so now that you have all had wonderful things that Des has put you together, and remember, I have come up with a scientific breakthrough, and January is doing January things and just looking super cute. Um, I want to show you something. Just one more thing before you go. Don't don't worry about it. Um, Why would you say don't worry about it? (laughs) What a weird thing to say. She types some stuff on a keyboard and pulls up a screen of what looks to be like a pantry. Like a totally bare pantry, like very small, but there's like a camera is looking down on it. And you see that um, Bones Body, Jack-O-Lantern, and Brett, the camera guy, are all in the pantry. And Bones is slamming on the door, trying and shaking it, trying to get out. Be like, we've been kidnapped! We were kidnapped! And Jack-O-Lantern is just like leaning there, and Brett is like looking at a can of corn. <laughs> hey, 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 Dr. Morrow? Uh. Hey, Dr. Morrow? What the fuck? Where what the are fuck? they? Oh, they're in the pantry. Here? Yeah. Why? Why? Well, I, you know, I, you were all so busy with your other super. I wanted to help. And I knew that they were By doing- kidnapping three men. I, listen, not my choice, but all right. Yeah, I thought that they were, they were being big jerks you're, and- You're the mayor. Yeah. You are the mayor. That's you can't true. just go around kidnapping people. Well, and all three of them look at the ground for a second. <laughs> 
guys. You can't just kidnap people. They weren't they weren't a problem. Oh, okay. They don't know where they are. Do they do a crime? Wait, you're not even a officer of the law. You cannot arrest people. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh we okay, if we all we'll just let them go. It's fine. They should be on their way to Montreal anyway. Did they see you? Are they going to press charges on anyone here? No, no, no. And Des is like, no, absolutely. There's no way. So how did you get them here if they didn't see you guys? What are you going to tell them happened? Like they were being auditioned for an escape room and failed? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Excuse. Ooh, that's very good. Um, and Dr. Morrow hits like a, a button and his speaker comes on. Is like, oh, fellas. Uh, so, so. Well, uh, we love your audition for... Oh, give, me, give me a name. Give me a name. Escape room. Escape the place. Uh, escape the place. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll get back in touch with you. We have your socials. Don't worry. The bottom drops out of the pantry. And ah. they just slide. And they go... Ah! <laughs> and they're just like, sliding out somewhere. Like, is, that, is that actually a pantry? What is that for? It is. A, it's a... The, the, yes, it is a pantry. I don't... <laughs> that's why, oh, I left my corn in there. That's Did you is. install that floor in case someone tried to steal your sweets or your cookies or your Oreos or whatever? Or if one of the cans exploded, then it'd be very easy cleanup. I'm taking back my <laughs> outrage now. <laughs> valid, valid. All of the re- all of the reasons, absolutely. Can I uh, roll perception on whether or not these guys believe the lie? Yeah, roll, roll in. Everyone, roll insight. Okay. Uh, sixteen plus five, twenty-one. Mm. Uh, I got a seventeen. Mm. I got 11 plus 8 for 19. Wow. Dang. Family, eight? good job. You got 8 to insight? Jesus. Fuck yeah, I got 8 to I insight. Have five, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as Dr. Morrow is kind of like clearing the meeting as you're finished, he's like, all right, uh, thank, listen, uh, shouldn't have done that. Want to just give you all a hand. It's, I overstepped my boundaries. It's fine. Okay. And Des is like, okay. so- sorry about it. And uh, January goes, I thought I was pretty sick. January, <laughs> you're the one that's supposed to have morals. Come on. Listen, man. Lawful good means a lot of things. You got to follow the law. And the law comes down on you. Bang, bang. Oh, my. That's that hammer of justice, baby. <laughs> yeah, as, you, as the, the, you're leaving, uh, you check on Instagram and Bones has had to make a new Instagram. It was like good. at Bones Body underscore. And Bones has just been like, hey, just had a really great audition for a new TV show. <laughs> Thinking uh, things are going well. We're off to Montreal to figure out some haunted poutine. Can't be that good. Also, there's some kid who's super fast up there. Fucking weird. And it goes off. Yeah, he bought it. Uh, that that man. I I hate him. Sweet sweet summer child. <laughs> super glad he's going to Canada. Like it's not that far, but far enough. Mm. Aggie loves these gloves and asks, uh, "Hey Val, would you come with me to the danger fun room just so I can like try this out a little bit?" Oh hell yeah. Okay cool. Let's go beat up some raptors. Yeah. And I I want to just go practice a little bit. Milo's like, yeah, I'm gonna um I'm gonna do a little tweaking here with with Des on this uh. On this here, a fantas- fantastic duct, if you know what I mean. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, I'll catch you guys in a bit. I'll come down there and, and, and fight with y'all. Okay. Yeah, no, don't worry. And Milo's going to head to the bathroom real quick, dial uh, Aggie on the burner phone. Ah, uh, yes, the... The, the untraceable, unhackable <laughs> burner phone, yeah. Uh, and slip it into like the folds of his cloak. And then uh, go back into the lab with Dr. Morrow. Okay. Um, hey, Doc. Oh, Milo, I thought you went to the 
danger room. Uh, I can. Do you need me to set it up? Is uh, I'll just be a second. You could just, just hold on. No, I, th- I think it's good in there. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's danger. I don't think it's great, but uh, I, I, I can did. make it. Do you want it more dangerous? I can make it more dangerous. I mean, yeah, let's do that. But, I but later. I'll do that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's on your mind? I had a question that I wanted to ask you, not in front of everyone else. Um, oh, okay. You fuck my dad? <laughs> <laughs> I have this phone on speaker in the control room with Val and it's too shitty to have a mute function. So my hand is just like clapped over my mouth. <laughs> Val Val's just giving Aggie a look like, what? What? What is what? happening? Milo thinks the only way to get Dr. Brown's attention is to like be <laughs> audacious, you know? <laughs> no, this is great. Dr. Morrow, her mouth is just open. And then she, like, turns her head to the side for a second and, like, thinks about it and says, hold on, Milo, this is a secure conversation. Hold on. She goes over to keyboard and types some stuff in and hits enter. Brandon, remember when you told me that these uh, phones were unhackable? Yeah, because they're unhackable. So I rolled and then I said, I'm rolling to see if they're unhackable. Right, and you got a you got a um, not twenty because they are unhackable. Right, I rolled a twelve. So, Doctor Morrow, you're gonna have a secure location conversation in her lab. She has some sort of like spy electronic cloaking device. Okay, it's like a Faraday cage. Yes, absolutely. So, I'm going to roll to see if this beats the unhackable burner phones. Doctor Morrow has very high Arcana because she's good at tech, and this thing is made pretty well. I'm gonna say it's plus four. I need to roll a nine or above to knock out your uh, the unhackable burner phones, okay? Okay. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. I rolled a 14. Fuck! <sighs> Aggie, you hear this and you almost drop the phone for a second, and then you hear Dr. Morrow say, this needs to be a secure conversation. And then it just goes... And the you just can't hear anything. Like, a call is still going, but now it just, like, it fizzled out and it's silent. Oh. I've never met anyone whose sex life was like a, a matter of national security. This is interesting <laughs> to me. I know. Like, what does Milo's dad do? We're going to do one last scene here, and I want to end on something with Val. This is later on in the day. You, you've all trained. You're, you're Aggie. You've gotten in your truck. Milo, we're, we're not sure what happened with Milo just yet, but we'll figure that out. Cliffhanger, more like a biff hanger. Because he kind of biffed that interaction. <laughs> nice. Val, uh, how how are you getting home? Skytram. Skytram, right? Always Skytram. Always Skytram. The Skytram. Okay. You're walking to the Skytram because Dr. Morrow's house is a little bit into the forest. So you got to like walk to like highway. There's a Skytram nearby for Highway 1. But it's still a little bit of a walk, you know, like walking to any sort of subway. And you see um, Brett, the cameraman, is trying to figure something out on his phone. I think Val just kind of comes up behind him and is like, what you got there? <laughs> oh, oh my. Don't, please don't, please don't walk up behind people and scare them. It's it's bad. It's a bad thing to do. Uh, make an insight check for me, Val. 14? You, you get a good look at Brett and he's wearing like, it's like someone dressed him as a roadie. 
It's like he's wearing um like a Metallica t-shirt and like his jeans have like lots of rips in them and he's wearing like you know it's like oh you just give him a car like we oh we can't afford car hard we need to get him like uh well just get him some sort of like working jacket and like they put this outfit together from a thrift store and you look at him he's like 45 he's graying his salt and pepper stuff in his in his beard and his hair he's balding a little bit he he says um oh yeah i'm just uh waiting you know waiting for for a car to pick me up uh yeah don't uh, don't scare people like that don't don't I don't like being uh, surprised like like that. I was just trying to help you. You look a little lost. Oh yeah, you know when you get fired from a job like that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna not going to Montreal with the guys. Oh, that's that's brutal, man. I hear Montreal's real real good. Yeah. <laughs> good good French food up there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I love being in Lake Town City, though. Uh, you know, there's so much to do, so much to see, and you know, of all these, these superpowered folk around, just make everything so exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be a shame if something were to threaten those superhero people, and they weren't able to be as public as they like to be, and because uh, because of, of people making videos that are bad and against those people. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. Uh, you know, I just think that also, you know, maybe these superpowered folk need to be challenged. Like maybe Dr. Mayor Morrow isn't what's best for them. They should be doing, uh, really just going out there and fighting. They're fighting their best. Just, uh, really like, uh, you know, Killanova. He has ghost powers. He should be so much, he'd be better than that. Preserver, uh, like when you, when you fall through a thing in the ceiling, and you fall through a skylight in a ceiling and you do a roll like that. You should roll and say like a cool thing at the end. I'd, it seemed like Dr. Morrow was uh, holding them back. And, uh, you know, Volcani's thing is all over the place with, uh, you know, the Bob connection. And and uh, maybe Volcani needs to get out a little Italy. I don't know. They should they pro- should probably be better. Uh, I had higher expectations for that. <laughs> oh, Val is fuming. Fuming. Yeah. But, you know. Maybe uh, hopefully someone will uh, will keep will push them to be better, better someone better than Doctor Morrow. I think that someone should not get too big for their britches, if you know what I mean. Mm. You know, maybe I'm not explaining myself. I should uh, I should draw you a picture, and he opens up his jacket, and inside are the uh, dragon winged drones that you saw in the museum. Four of them fly at you. And they're just attacking. They're on top of you immediately. Make a strength saving throw. Uh, sure. I've never seen Brandon look more shocked. <laughs> uh, I got a 22. Okay. So these these like dragon wing drones are on top of you. They're trying to topple you over. You don't fall over. You like fight them off. After a few seconds, you hear. You know, tell Doctor Morrow that uh, Gutenberg needs her to try harder. And he, he takes out like something out of another thing out of his jacket, and then a door appears in front of him. You see him open the door, walk through it, and then he's gone. Holy shit, holy Brett. shit, holy shit, holy Brett. shit, holy shit. <laughs> Brett! 